0: Welcome to the Soul Journeys Podcast. My name is Jennifer Longmore, and I am founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world. As a seasoned lightworker and ascension worker, I want to bring you the show to provide you with the divine guidance and tools that you need as a lightworker and change agent to navigate this great awakening. So if that is something that you're craving, then you have come to the right place. Think of this High Vibe podcast as your guide to the changes that we're seeing in the world so that you can be supported in navigating the new paradigm. Leave it to me to provide you with the divine tools, resources, and experts that will support you in navigating this once-in-a-lifetime epic event. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in.
1: Welcome back everyone to the Soul Journeys podcast. We are going to be diving deep into how to navigate the great awakening with the one and only Belgie Riot. So you'll learn about our relationship in a moment. Uh, <laughs> she was my adopted or sorry my daughter in a previous life, probably many many other lifetimes together too, which we probably should, I guess, sit down one day and yeah. go into
2: do a regression.
1: Belgie and I have known each other for a really really long time. And uh, we're definitely soul family for sure. She is an Akashic Record teacher. She is a sacred geometry soul artist, which she's going to explain in a moment, and a conscious DJ. So, needless to say, you have been bit by the creativity bug. You uh, <laughs> love working with visionaries and inventors and, and um, innovators, right? Like, that's your thing. So, you're really here to raise the vibration of humanity. And I think anyone that connects with you knows that that's your your jam. You've worked with thousands and thousands of men and women worldwide, uncovering who they really are so that they can step into their profound gifts and abilities. And you are a powerful light worker who is choosing the 5D timeline. So, well, she... Welcome to the show. Yay, thanks for having me. (laughs) We were having a bit of a debrief everyone before the show. So before we talk more about the 5D timeline and the work that you're doing to help facilitate that for folks, Mm -hmm. I know you and so I'm just tempted to dive in, but I know other people listening may not be familiar with your work and how you got here. Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, do you mind describing how you got to this place where you're spreading light all around the world? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll uh,
2: try to make it short because it's quite the story, but uh, I was living in Toronto where you were living in, and I was uh, going through a lot of um, confusion. I had a deep-seated depression, I had a panic disorder, I was on antidepressants, and I knew something was off. I knew that when I was on these antidepressants uh nothing wasn't shifting for me and working full time at an architectural firm, living you know the sex in the city life. I was making good money uh but deep down inside, I really felt that I was not feeling my purpose, and I didn't know how to describe that at that time and The panic disorder just got worse and worse to the point where I started to have actual suicidal thoughts and I was like, all right, something needs to happen. And I remember I sat down in my apartment one day and just had my official first uh, conversation like with God and saying, okay, God, like you, you tell me, you know, do I leave the planet or do I stay? And literally the next day when I woke up, I heard energy medicine. I had no idea what energy medicine was. Um, so I started Googling energy medicine and came across a homeopathic doctor. And through taking homeopathic remedies, which is energy medicine, um, that's how I found you, Jen. <laughs> and oh. I found you through a numerology class because I it just opened me up. My life was... I was coming out of this really deep, dark tunnel and awakening to the truth and letting go of these veils of illusion. Um, and then I remember having my first reading, Akashic Record reading done by you, and that was very, very profound because I saw all these layers of illusion you know, the white picket fence, being uh, raised in an East Indian family and believing that I needed to marry into an East Indian family home, like carrying the traditions and um, so many other things about life that just started to fall away and it was like coming home for me. Uh, So from there, I decided to learn the Akashic Records. I actually uh, was one of the first students that bothered Jen (laughs) to teach the Akashic (laughs) Records when she downloaded the method. (laughs) And uh, I, you know, from there, I moved across Canada to Vancouver and found another job in an architect firm. So uh was working part-time uh, as a, a healer and then uh, full-time as an architectural technologist. And then by 2009, that's when I knew I needed to take a big leap and become an a intuitive mentor and help many visionaries. So Through that time, that's when the creativity bug did hit me. It was like fashion, also music, and understanding the frequency of how it impacts us with what we wear, to the the music that we listen to. Um, So now, uh, along with doing mentorship and teaching the Akashic Records, and also downloading a modality while I was at the architect firm, which I know we'll talk in a bit, Creativity has been a a big thing for me to um,
1: spread the message of light and awakening. I'm just aware of how long it's been now since we've known each other. Yeah. Time seems to, you know, the days are long and the years are short, as they say. Yeah, And, um, you know, I'm reminded of a story that you told me. And I'm bringing this up for a reason because it's something we're needing to, it's something that already needed to be addressed, but it's definitely something that we're going to be having to deal with in the, Mm -hmm. in the great awakening because it can't come with us. I remember you telling me that uh, you had a Cabbage Patch doll. And you named her Jennifer. Yeah. And... (laughs) What did your Cabbage Patch doll look like?
2: So my Cabbage Patch doll, um, so I had a my original, you know, the old traditional Cabbage Patch doll. Uh, mm-hmm. I had it when, since I was five or six. And the you know how it comes with the name? So this Cabbage mm-hmm. Patch doll had blue eyes, blonde, curly, like, thread hair. And her name was Jennifer. And mm-hmm. I would... Do classes like pretend and do classes, and Jennifer would be sitting there with me with all my other toys. <laughs> and then, uh, for Christmas, and that one just started to get really old. So, my parents for Christmas got me a new Caddish Patch doll uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, <laughs> and it was like the uh-huh. corn silk doll. Um, and then I saw the name, and I think I was like eight years old, and it said Lola Liz. And I remember getting so angry at my dad. I said, no, her name's Jennifer. And he's like, okay, okay, yes. Jennifer. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so,
2: and I pierced her ears. I like did Her hair and She's still in my, my parents' place in my, in my old bedroom. She sits there and then I meet you and then I was like, it's just wild, you know, to, to, mm. it's like your inner child is already preparing you to, to meet someone. And yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I
2: should make my hair more curly then yeah (laughs) well well now the corn silk doll hair has straight hair so she actually looks like you Oh,
1: okay I didn't (laughs) know that yeah well the reason I bring it up is because I remember you it it kind of led into a bigger conversation around the fact that uh, because we talked about God and how you were raised to believe God was this big white man in the sky Mm -hmm. with a big white beard Jesus was this white guy with long hair and And then dolls that you had available to you were white and Barbies Mm -hmm. and whatever else. And, and, uh, even, I think we talked about romper room. I feel like we talked about romper room and how your name never got called out by the lady. And when she would say, I see Jennifer, I see Michael, I see, you know, whatever names were there at that time. And your name never got called out. And so there's all these micro, uh, but super impactful messages that you get when everywhere you look is white and everything you're supposed to aspire to on some level is white and uh and then on top of that growing up in a religion and a culture where women were considered second-class citizens they were taught to be and this is just based on what you shared with me i'm not trying to assume for everyone's Mm. experience, uh, that, you know, you didn't have a voice, you weren't seen and your parents were really wanting to marry you off as a piece of property essentially. And so you had all of these layers of other projected onto you and less than and invisibility. And then here you are as a non-conformist that literally went against everything that society expected of you, your family expected of you, your religion, your culture. You're like, I'm picking up. I'm moving across the continent. I'm going to run my own business. No, thanks. I'm not going to follow your rules. And I'm actually not going to let you arrange a marriage for me, but thanks for the offer. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for (laughs) thanks. Yeah. So, you know, you've talked privately about race, right? Yeah. And, And I don't, it's the type of conversation where we really want to dedicate a lot more time to, but just in the, in the time we have, it is, it does appear that it it is some astrologically, we're seeing that in the influences culturally. It's just kind of the culture sort of commanding it now, the collective culture that we dismantle it. And because you and I are plugged into the 5D timeline, we know that it just can't come with us. It's, it's so vibrationally incongruent for it to be even remotely a part of the structure of any of the systems we're creating. Yeah. So what, what can you offer up to people listening around, you know, how, how this plays out, Mm -hmm. how we prepare for Mm -hmm. it, the work we want to be doing, what it's bringing up. Yeah. Thank you for asking and
2: bringing that forward. Um, it's so interesting because I was speaking with uh, one of my other friends literally uh, yesterday and she uh, married an Indian man. She's white and she was sharing about her daughters and she was like, you know, I'm making sure my daughters are, are aware that they uh, there's dolls out there that are not white, that they that they can play with brown dolls and like how to bring that in. And I never had that growing up. And um And so there's also forms of colorism um, that was implanted in India when the British colonized India of treating dark as less than and light as um, higher, you know, to the point where there's bleaching creams. It was called Fair and Lovely. Um, I never touched that stuff, but I knew uh, some people that did because uh, lighter skin was considered um, better than. and there was a lot of programming to um look at black people as being less than which was like a lot it was really embedded in our system so me as a brown girl i'm also looking at my own racism of how i was raised and how there's this internalized oppression as well myself growing up as a brown girl um, in a predominantly white community uh in london ontario so I would recommend for people to, you know, really reflect on where have I internalized, where do I have internalized oppression and how have I contributed to oppression? How does that look like? And there's many layers of that, right? Um, um, racism is one of the, the biggest thing uh, that we've been so programmed. We've been born into it, you know, of that system. So it, it does start with looking at the, you know, the history, I I do recommend to go into the history. Um, You know, I was just feeling into some of the energies of like, sometimes we can make so much noise. But if you're not doing the internal work, (laughs) nothing really changes, right? It's like repeating history. And uh, there's a lot of unraveling, like a lot, a lot of ra- unraveling. And for me personally, um, I didn't realize how much internalized depression I had with myself because the way that I was raised, I was like, "Wow, I've been silencing myself. I've been, um, you know, conforming to certain systems." And I, it, you know, it's it's been a big wake-up call for me too. So um, mm-hmm. it's important to be gentle. And um, start where your intuition is guiding you to start unraveling that and looking at when, how you were raised, like what is that internalized oppression or how have you contributed to oppression?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you shared that. And I particularly appreciate you bringing up history uh, because well it, it, uh, on so many layers that's important and then the other thought i have and this is just my personal thought in general with everything that's going on with what we're unpacking right now including race that it's become really clear that the history that has been conveyed to us through education and what sort of the the government will support and maybe the mainstream media will support is not likely the truth of what happened. In fact, probably not. Like I think we're all waking up to the fact that pretty much everything we were told is a load of crap. Unless we're hearing it through the women's account of history. I've heard that those are actually much more reliable history books. Um, Do you have any recommendations or how would you recommend people um, plug in to really see if, if what they're receiving is accurate?
2: Yeah you know this really goes with following your intuition like honestly I've just been like googling. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I've been following like just people like Rachel Ricketts who's an activist I think she's based out of Toronto and then I don't know if it's New York and LA Um, but yesterday I was literally reading stuff about oppression uh, off the internet and just understanding different words, uh, stuff, stuff like epigenetics and like oppression and just certain things that we don't realize and cognitive dissonance and I'm still unraveling the awareness of what that is. Um, so Google will be your best friend, <laughs> um, and there's a lot of uh, podcasts that will bring up um, history. And it, it will take some um, discernment with uh, really trusting your gut and intuition with what resonates and what doesn't resonate. Um, where I've been guided to go back um, is going back to the speeches and um, actually looking at finding, I was trying to find like women, like history of like mm-hmm. women. And it was really hard. I was like, I don't see anything. So Mm. I feel like I'm unraveling. I feel like it's very important to actually find women um, that have given historical speeches that have made so much impact that um, have not been acknowledged and it it will take some digging. So there's not a specific person that I've been drawn to yet because I'm still unraveling
1: that. Uh, Yeah. I think you just hit on some freaking gold though, which is to watch the speeches Because there's truth in the harmonics of what someone speaks. And that is gold right there. Mm -hmm.
2: Like yesterday, I'm working on a new DJ set and I've been guided to add certain speeches and My guides showed me Charlie Chaplin's speech, but his last speech It was called the dictator, I think. And it it, um, gave me chills. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is what's happening now, you know, and it's like we forget about those things or we don't fully understand it. So it is good to go back and look up certain speeches that actually had major impact because you'll understand it on a whole nother level with what's going on now.
1: It mm. makes you wonder how people like that, you know, I, I know there's a few comedians that have spoken out over the years and someone like Charlie Chaplin, uh, mm. Malcolm X, he was really vilified uh, back in the day. I remember even when I used to research a lot about black history, I had a, a fascination with it and I can't really tell you why other than, you know, I probably had some past lives or whatever, but I, I was really vibrationally drawn to it. Yeah. And, and uh, MLK was was presented as this angelic force, and I'm not saying he wasn't, but he was pit against Malcolm X, who just happened to take a different approach. But to hear some of his speeches, it's like, whew, that man knew mm-hmm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, and so it makes me wonder, because one of my things that I'm trying to grapple with, and I know we've spoken about this, so... I want to stay with the race and additionally talk about how do we, knowing what the agenda is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't mean it will come true, but we know mm-hmm. what the blueprint is, as much as we can know, right? Obviously, we don't know it all, but we have a pretty good indication of at least the, the high level points <laughs> that they would like yeah. to cover yeah. in their presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Here is how your life's going to be now, human being. Yeah. yeah. Uh- <laughs> and um and so when you talk about charlie chaplin for example i think well how like how did they live on the planet knowing what they were up against how do you enjoy the quality of life that we were able to enjoy when we didn't know some of the things we knew because as you know once you go in the rabbit hole like you you don't come out of it the same and your your perspective of really everything i think changes but how do you live on this planet when you're aware of the agenda and you know, how do you savor the moments? How do you develop relationships? How do you live from a place of not looking over your shoulder? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, it's interesting as we go down the rabbit hole, one of the energies that I've been paying attention to that's been kicking up is like our root chakra um, and also our sacral, which is all about survival. And when that's unbalanced, then it impacts our creativity, and that's can you know that can go into shame and guilt. And when we are so hard on ourselves of not recognizing the truth and feeling that shame and guilt, it can actually lead to suicide and other energies. So how to overcome it is to awaken the creativity, is finding ways to channel um, that energy. I know a lot of people now, um, because of COVID they're now writing their books. Um, they're now taking time to use that creativity for myself personally. It's, it's, it's definitely music. It's, it's what keeps me aligned. It reminds me of my, my mission and, um, When these, as these changes are happening, and you're feeling, if you ever feel that doomsday feeling, (laughs) because you're seeing so much, um, the other thing too is checking in with where your frequency is at. I was actually looking into uh, Dr. David R. Hawkins. I highly recommend people looking into uh, the different levels of consciousness and just checking in with where. Your level of consciousness is—is is it in fear? And what's lower than fear is actually shame and guilt, right? So with what's yeah. happening with racism too, we don't heal that level of shame and guilt and an ancestral and and transgenerational guilt, right? It's so deep. Yeah. Um, it's it's really important to start using that creativity, to. Um, Create that inspiration and bring it up to that that heart center, um, because if we don't, then you know I know you talk about this a lot is the holding pattern and and just being paralyzed and and not knowing what to do. Um, so we got to start moving that energy. If that means working out and physically doing things, physically actually being here, it's it's really really important because that's part of your mission. Um, is to, part of that awakening is, okay, well, what's next? It doesn't have to be like the big step, but what am I being called to do next? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And going back to the racism, but tying it into some of the work that you're doing, we had initially talked about doing a webinar, and maybe we'll do it at some point, right? It just feels like there's so much going on. And and um it's hard to know you know how to set our energy. But um Bel-Gite downloaded uh some initially one star activation and when I looked at it I got cross-eyed and the star activation was meant to well you explain. I don't wanna <laughs> yeah. <gonna> hijack. Um, <laughs>
2: well the the sacred geometric images I actually uh, as I was learning actually teach started teaching the akashic records and this was back in two thousand and eight while I was still working at an architect firm. Uh, I started to channel while working on a site plan and I was working with all these geometric shapes, and my coworker was like, "What is that?" and I'm like, "I have no idea um, so I remember i I sent it to my uh, my email and printed it out at home and that's when I had a like a a oneness experience a coming home experience um so I did a, a future progression actually with Jennifer and we uh went to my future self to ask what these sacred geometric images are and I was shown that these are called star activations. So the star activations are um, transmissions energy transmissions that channel the, the universal truth and they help to bring one back to their own power. So dismantling systems of disempowerment and the way that it's being expressed is through sacred geometry um so i was doing general uh, uh like universal images of like releasing grief or releasing or bringing in forgiveness um with teleseminars and then eventually people wanted personalized uh star activations and i was like okay so when I started to do personalized ones. Then the word soul blueprint came in and my guides were like, you know, the, the star activations are energy transmissions, but what you're doing is you're connecting to the person's soul blueprint. And the reason why you worked in architecture is to understand that there's a blueprint for each building, just the way that there's a blueprint for the soul. So I was like, oh, so doing these individual soul blueprints for people is to help them align them back to their own mission, their own gifts and their talents, and to use that as a a talisman and an energy healing tool to remind them of who they are. Um, So recently, right before, um, actually when the George Floyd murder happened, my guides came in very, very strong and they told me to download three um, star activation soul blueprints that have to do with dismantling um, slavery, slavery templates. And I didn't really understand like the depth of why it was happening and there's still more that's coming through but they're very um, adamant to Uh, work on the mental body. And what the star activation soul blueprints do is that they activate your light body and your light body is your human energy field that consists of your mental body, your physical, your spiritual, and your emotional body. When one of our bodies are disharmonized, that's where you can feel very disconnected. Right now, it's our mental bodies literally getting attacked all the time. There's so much going on with our mental body um, that it's been the primary focus. And I know you, Jen, you've been talking about um, working on our third eye and, and making sure that we're just taking care of ourselves, keeping our third eye clear. That's part of working with our mental body. So they've been really... Um, adamant with that so yeah the these um, star activation soul blueprints specifically work with um, dismantling systems of oppression of slavery templates Um, everyone's going to be different when they look at the image um, because it's personalized to what's going on within yourself as well
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think it would be great for people to see a visual so if you go to belgiet's facebook page which is lotus destiny on Facebook. Uh, well, I guess you're probably on Instagram too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. So if you go to yeah. Lotus Destiny on Instagram, or um, you can find me on Facebook or lotusdestiny.com, uh, you'll look up Soul Blueprint Activator. Um, but you'll see on my Instagram, there's a ton of Soul Blueprint images. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll yeah. see, you'll see what Bel-G is talking about because it is visual and we are meant to look at it and you have a whole process, which We won't take up time today because people can connect with you after and find out. But uh, I will say for me that when I looked at it, my eyes went cross-eyed and it felt like a multitude of, of layers were being collapsed, right? Like through all 12 energy bodies. Uh, So that means any dimension I've lived in and so on, it felt like anywhere that I've contributed to slavery and colonization that it transmuted that. And anywhere that I was on the receiving end of that, obviously not in this lifetime, but some other lifetime. Well, I shouldn't even say that because I think we all, uh, we all end up experiencing a colonized world. And so mm-hmm. we're deprived of the truth of who we really are human to human, because we're already asked to keep looking for more and more divisions between yeah. us. And then it, it keeps us from really getting to know each other on a heart level. Yeah. Obviously I, am impacted differently than someone who is, who doesn't identify as white. Um, so, but um, just looking, like I've seen so many, I've known you for so many years and I've seen so many people impacted by you designing a personalized one. You designed the, the blueprint for the Akashic Record program yeah. and, um, and my own personal vibe as well that I could put on my website and so on. And I think too, with these, like every time we have a massive upgrade we have to calibrate to a new energy so it's good to get new ones redone but i know you're in the process of, of downloading the remainder of the training system that you have where you're teaching people how to channel these activations yeah and how to how to use them to transmute things so that we can return to the truth of who we are that's one of the many yeah. many things i respect about you is I, I i meet a lot of healers and i think with you 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 already come into a session with people saying, "Oh, I see who you really are." You've just got some stuff going on. Oh, someone someone <laughs> gave you some things to believe in that weren't true. It's not like you talk to people yeah. like that, but you already come into a session looking at people as though they're pure, they're whole, they're a, a big ball of love, and you're just helping them fluff up again, fluff up their wings again so they can go off and fly after a session. And that's yeah. a beautiful thing because most people don't have the capacity. They'll talk about being able to do that, but they don't vibrationally show up in that way. And so it's not surprising that you develop a system that just makes it really easy for people to clear their stuff without having to make themselves wrong and having to go down their various personal rabbit holes of healing that keep them entrenched in a you-need-to-be-healed matrix for the next 20 years.
2: Yeah, that's a it's a big one. Like One of the gifts of these soul blueprints was is is that there are specific details that I get about a person for example I had someone from Montreal who um, she wanted to open up a healing center you know I usually start with an initial call and I just ask questions and uh, it's like yeah I want to open up a healing center with all these healers and I'm like okay and then I give it a week uh, to do this whole blueprint and I'm not speaking to the person it's like I'm communicating with their higher self with my higher self and I was like, oh, she's supposed to start a chocolate line with flower essences. And she was taking a ton of courses, um, you know, and just confused of what her path was. She knew that she's a light worker, but like, what is it she's supposed to do? So when I shared with her um, what came through and I said, you have a very strong alchemist archetype, like that's what it shows in the soul blueprint. Like, why are you not using that? And, and it was so cute. She has this beautiful French, French accent. She's like, oh, my God, how the, you know, she swore. And she's like, how the fuck do you know I like chocolate? You know, she's like, I've always wanted to make chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and she was crying. And within three months, she became a certified chocolatier. Uh, she didn't quit her job because she knew that that was serving her to start building her product line. And she, since then, she's traveled to Brazil to study cacao. She's actually found someone that specifically works with flower essences. Um, and she's working with their own blocks. But with the, what was blocking her, uh, When this is when we use the Akashic Records. So in combination, I use the soul blueprints with the Akashic Records when I'm doing a reading just to laser and even clear it. Like, it's just profound. Um you know, I asked her, I was like, Why, you know, why are you not tapping into your alchemist archetype? And it turned out that her dad has a very similar archetype. And while growing up, he call it misused his powers for stealing and was sent to jail for eleven years. So for those eleven years, she never saw her dad and that traumatized her. So she had this very deep rooted belief system that if she was to tap into her alchemist energy, that she would do more harm than good. And so keeps bypassing it and she was able to unlock that. So that's what the, the soul blueprint does. It, it gets, I get very specific information that I just don't know <laughs> without talking to the person, which is fun. Um, that allows people to come back to like, Oh yeah, you know, I've always thought about that. I've always had that idea. I just wasn't taking it seriously and not understanding that that is the gift that they're meant to be using for their, for their purpose. Um, So yeah, it's, it's pretty profound. Mm.
1: Wow. That was deep. Thanks. (laughs) So here we are in the very initial state. Well, I shouldn't even say that we probably were in the great awakening many years ago without really knowing it because we weren't in enough pain so to speak to recognize yeah. it. here we are very aware <laughs> that yeah. the world as we know it <laughs> has changed yeah <laughs> and I know we both tap into the records so we get information from the records and then you're talking to people and and uh, hearing what's coming up for your clients what are some of the the big nigglies that are coming up for people right now?
2: That's a great question. Um, For me personally, with my clients that have been coming forward in the last month, um, has been stuff around memories of being sexually abused. Um, So again, a lot of the root chakra, the sacral stuff is getting kicked up because they know if they don't deal with that, it can lead to other things. So they're starting to recognize that there's some pockets of energy, some that have had some big transformations that are like, oh, my God, all this time, you know, I never really looked at that when I was molested when I was 13. And um, I've actually had a few clients that actually confronted their um, abusers and wrote a letter to them. Um, And they just completely up leveled because they knew they needed to set some very strong boundaries. So boundaries is a a big thing. Um, It's it's a lot of energy management and setting some very healthy boundaries. And when we don't have boundaries in those areas of sexuality, uh, relationships, it that's how we'll show up in business. That's how we'll show up everywhere else, even with media. Like we tend to not discern ourselves with the information that's coming in. Um, So that's been huge in the last month.
1: Mm. That's interesting to me. I started getting downloads the the other day that really what we're the great awakening is about the great liberation. Yeah. So anything that we need to be liberated from our past, our abuses, where we need to create sexual liberation, where we need to create um, the liberation of our voice, the liberation of our gifts, like the more we can focus on how can I liberate myself from X, the quicker we shift the collective energy. That's actually what's happening right now with the people that are trying to keep us limited is that uh we forgot that we are sovereign. So in reclaiming our sovereignty, there's a a verb of liberation that needs to happen. And they're just a mirror for the degree of liberation that we feel we don't have. And so Mm -hmm. we will be less and less aware of what they're up to, less and less impacted by what they're up to when we look at the various uh, layers of us that need to be liberated.
2: Yeah. And the more we're liberated, it's like, it's, it just feels like there's going to be more obviously truth and exposure of what's going on in the world. And, um, it's, those control systems just won't work, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, liberation is such a key thing. I like how you said that in one word, liberation. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the vibe packs a punch, right? And so I've got to think too, when you're talking about this, that, because there's an abuse of power right now, that any of our memories that we may or may not have been have been aware of around abuse of power, whether it was our abuse or we were on the receiving end of that in this lifetime or any other space and time, is going to come up. So that's interesting because yeah. i haven't I haven't had that come up with my clients, and that's not to say there's a right or wrong to it. It's just interesting what we end up helping people with because one of your other areas that you do help people work through is their sexual energy and how it relates mm-hmm. to their sacral chakra and really just helping people harmonize their sacral chakra and their throat chakra yeah. essentially right to yeah. generate yeah. the creativity and then express it
2: yeah yeah Well, I've always been, well, you know me, I've always been fascinated with understanding sexual energy and what it's been used for. And I've always attracted clients that were um, genuinely needing help because they were addicted to porn or just other energies. But I also feel like there's a bigger reason for this awareness of human trafficking, sex trafficking, um, and just um, how that's been embedded in so many uh, cultures and systems and societies that we are unraveling and, and working with visionaries, we do have to use our creative energy. So if that's stifled, um, that's not gonna, <laughs> we can't manifest, we can't, you know, do the things that we need to do. So it's it's been fascinating um, and understanding that our sexual energy is uh, the closest thing Uh, to oneness when we really use it for the higher good of all and how we've been controlled um, to separate it and oppress it and use it for low order energies and believe that it's a lower order energy. So then it gets used that way. Um, So, Deprogramming that as well is very liberating because we have to own that. That's part of who we are. It's 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 us. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's fascinating. I've been even yesterday. There's a musician who got called out for grooming minors, um, and he's in the big spiritual community. And I was I was like, well, here we go, more we'll truth and exposure. Because <laughs> even <laughs> when you're an artist too, how are you misusing your energy that way as well? so and oppressing Mm -hmm. other women um so it's yeah it's and my my passion is there for sure yeah
1: i like that you shared that because yeah i think that that's the overarching thing even in the astro influences we're hearing that anything that's not of the light is going to come to come to light so anywhere that truth needs to be illuminated Uh, is going to happen and so one of our main focuses is to get into greater and greater alignment with our truth and what we stand for even if other people think we're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs or yeah uh, you know any host of things so what are you seeing you know what are some of the things that you're seeing let's say over the next 18 months based on some of the stuff you're tuning into in the records and just you know of course your own guidance and so on what what do you see us needing to prepare for mm-hmm. and, how, yeah. and how to view this journey?
2: Yeah. Um, if you're getting an intuitive nudge to move, <laughs> but it also has to relate <laughs> to the root chakra, um, it's now's the time. And it's... You know, it may mean that you need to like just pack your bags and sometimes we try to find ways of comfort of like, oh, I got to make sure I have like this perfect place and that might not mean um, like in our cookie cutter mind to find the perfect place and then we'll make a choice. If you're getting this strong nudge to just drive your car and go somewhere, then trust that intuition because our own energetic, it's funny, I've learned this like in the past, was that we've been programmed that the masculine leads and the women follow, like the feminine follows, um, but that doesn't really work. It's almost like the woman gets castrated and dismissed and their own inner feminine energy, uh, man or woman, male or female, gets dismissed. So we are also recorrecting that within ourselves of the yin leads which is our intuition and naturally the masculine supports and follows. So you may not know or what that outcome may look like. So if you notice, especially as an intuitive, um, if you're trying to control your outcomes, um, pay attention to that and be like, okay, well, what's my intuition telling me and how can I lead with that? It may just mean like that one step. That's really important right now because we're also, Recorrecting that within our own, you know, male or female system, and um, the other thing that I was being shown that it it will feel like there's going to be more ripple effects of truth and exposure around trafficking and slavery, around the garment industry as well. I was being shown, mm-hmm. uh, you know, paying attention to uh, who's not getting paid in third world countries and how we're contributing to that. Um, that feels like that's going to be a big one, which also has uh, systemic racism included in there as well. Um, I do feel like there's going to be more layers of uh, stuff around racism that's going to come forward because it's this isn't a trend. It's it's going to keep going. <laughs> and I. Uh, unravels. So it's more of like, um, I'm just being shown like businesses, uh, also uh, the entertainment industry. Uh, My guides have been like, showing me like, you know, the entertainment industry is going to change quite a bit, because um, those who have conforming to certain systems of slavery, they're just going to crumble. So how have we been contributing to that? So there's going to be layers of um companies things that we wear in the garment industry uh entertainment i call it entertainment <laughs> it's going to be too hard to you know even if you look at media and the news and you're feeling called to like just not look at it don't look at it, you know, it's, 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 it's really time to go within, but also not bypass certain things. Um, it's not a time to hide, but it is a time to mm. go within and lead. We still need the masculine. So still take action. So that's, that's going to be the priority.
1: Let's talk about bypassing for a minute, because I think it, it's a term that can be thrown around as a slang as a way to be dismissive or as a way to uh, make light of something or a way to lighten love our way through things. I mean, there's a lot of different um, ways Mm -hmm. we use it and synonyms for it. How do we know the difference between I'm just not participating in the, the energetics of X right now versus I'm bypassing?
2: Yeah. If you were, um, bypassing it's almost like you're you're just like oh everything's great in my world like all is well mm-hmm. and like you're actually literally not looking at the shadow um, when you're not participating you're still observing the shadow you're facing it but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean have to participate in it and i feel it, it really is important to look at the shadow but it doesn't mean you have to like i look at it all the time and i'm like oh do i want to participate it no doesn't feel in line this feels like it's noise mm-hmm. <laughs> if you notice it feels mm-hmm. like noise for you you just know in your gut It just something feels off um, <clears throat> but i remember going on this call with this woman uh part of this collective meditation and uh, it was full on like spiritual bypassing and uh, i was just like looking at her in disbelief and she's like you know everything's going to be okay we're all going up to the 5D and i believe everything's going to be fine you know yeah like 5G blah 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 racism but i could tell she wasn't facing the shadow it was this mm-hmm. like you know, and that's when spiritual bypass can come in. It could, you can go into your own spiritual bubble and pretend that everything's going to be okay, but we need to acknowledge the shadow. doesn't mean you have to participate in it, but by acknowledging it is what's going to lift it into, you know, the light. We embrace the shadow. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That might've been been the best definition of, of uh, bypassing that I've heard right being oh, able to you. look at the shadow but be neutral or be detached or you know still dealing with it but not yeah. pretending like it's not there yeah I remember you one it of your of line.
2: yeah I remember one of your newsletters to bring awareness to the victim persecutor victim triangle right so it's like if we participate in it we can fall into you know, the rescuer and the victim and persecution. And part of that sovereignty piece is stepping out of that and um, being detached and observing it. And, you know, if it doesn't feel aligned to participate in it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oof, well, gee, Yeah. we went deep <laughs> today. Yeah. We could have like <laughs> gone deeper. We've, yeah, I didn't know but we could have to do it on another show. Yeah, part two. Uh, I wanted people to be able to have access to the uh, slavery, slavery blueprints in particular, because I really do feel like it's going to accelerate our own personal healing. And we know that we shift the planet when we shift ourselves. And so can you share with people how they can invest in those and other ways that yeah. they can be staying in touch with you?
2: Yeah, if they can go to my, if you can go to my website at lotusdestiny.com, um, and I'm also active on my Instagram, so you can also message me there. Um, I will be putting up sometime by the end of this week uh, to start selling the the slavery release of the slavery templates, the new star activation soul blueprints that are individual. Um, mm-hmm. What's really cool is that you can also print them out to color. Uh, I've been told for, for kids too, if you want to print it out for your children yeah. just to help them, um, reconnect and stay aligned. Um, I've had a few clients that I've had their kids color them and they literally just calm down. So it really helps with anxiety, helps them to connect back, um, even for adults coloring them or just using it as a meditation template is very
1: important. So, yeah awesome and yeah. reminder too that people can reach out to you and have you customize and download yeah. their own which I highly recommend and yes I love you and obviously I'm super biased <laughs> but um, I I do feel that it, it's of great service and and the work that you do in the world is is so impactful and you're such a ball of love and I just adore you so thank you for being thank here you. today Likewise. Thank you and, for having me uh, and I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thank you to all of you for being here and, and being with us. And if you feel the show would benefit others, I really would love for you to share it with other people. I think the more we spread the word and spread the light, the, the more we can navigate this very bumpy roller coaster with a little more ease and a little more grace. So thanks for being here, everyone. Let's we'll see you next time. Thank
0: you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you learned today, I would love for you to share with your friends by leaving a review so that more people can learn of the show and be impacted by the information we're sharing here. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Jennifer Longmore. And I'd also love for you to visit my website, www.souljourneys.com dot ca and claim your free soul acceleration system while you're there you'll become a vip recipient of my ever-popular daily messages from the akasha delivered to your inbox each day with love and namaste